What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. All right, guys. So today I have a wonderful opportunity to bring a guest onto the show who has a lot of insight in the world of football, a lot more insight than I do. Uh, He was a former college football athlete. He's currently an offensive coordinator at the high school level um, and just someone that I'm really close friends with, uh, kind of got close with this last summer. Just overall, really great guy. So I'd like to welcome my good friend Caesar to come in on the show. Caesar, thanks for coming on. Oh, shoot. Thanks for having me, man. I'm so excited to do this. Like, we've been talking about this forever. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah. For those of you guys who don't know, we've, we've, this has been in the works for a while. I've been kind of, yeah. I've been kind of bugging him a bit to come on the show. He's been busy and things like that, but I'm so stoked to finally, finally get him on the show. So this is, this is some really cool stuff, but so I think I want to, the way I want to format this a little bit is I kind of want to talk about some, some headlines um, some hype trains and stuff like that in the NFL right now, then maybe we'll kind of segue a little bit more into the fantasy football world. So the first, the first big headline that we have to talk about is Antonio Brown. And this is, to me, this is just, this, this is really crazy. Um, Just, I think he just evolved as someone that was just such a likable guy a few years ago. And then now he's like the biggest villain in, in sports. So, you know, you being a former wide receiver yourself and you, you know, you've, kept up with this kind of um this whole drama like what are your thoughts on this and like do you think we're gonna see antonio brown playing in an nfl game again all right with antonio brown oh boy all right so this guy we all know super talented all right with that being said teams are still gonna want him even though i would like to call him antonio (laughs) clown all right the dude is really good at football all right, so yes, he's crazy. I guarantee there will be some team out there willing to give him a shot. So I really don't think he's done. Even though he says he's done, I don't think he is. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to count. I'm kind of curious because the way I see it is that I think that like the Patriots are, are they essentially the last chance you of the NFL. Like they're giving all these guys shots mm-hmm. that no one else would. They're taking all these risks, like Josh Gordon, you know. So I'm kind of interested to see, like, oh, I don't yeah. know what team would take a shot with Antonio Brown because he's just such a head case. And I think of Antonio Brown, what he's going to do is he, I think he should wait to see if there's an injury or something like that. And then maybe, you know, on, on some team that's. That would yeah, be pretty exactly. smart. So that, that's what I'm thinking. Um, the next big question, too. So, re, you know, a week or so ago, Big Ben goes down, season ending injury. Is do you think this is a mm-hmm. career ending injury for Big Ben? Ooh, that's a very Ooh, that's a good question. I haven't really looked into much of the injury itself and really um what might happen in the future. I would really hope not. I really like Big Ben. Um so yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, question. I the, here's I think it was like an elbow injury or something like that. I wasn't too sure. I didn't do undo all my mm-hmm. my research on it, but so it's just so interesting to me because I, I almost think that, like, the Steelers, they need a new they, – they're kind of um, in a rebuild. As crazy as that sounds, with all the talent that they have. Right. I mean, they I think last year they led the league at sacks, and they still have so many weapons with Juju Smith-Schuster and um, James Conner. So it's so crazy to think that they're kind of rebuilding, but I don't know. I, I'm not very – I'm not really crazy about Mason Rudolph, but I do think, though, with, it, with the, the injuries that Big Ben has had, I mean, he's about, like 39 years old or something like that. I think it's it'd be very difficult for him. Back. Um, but if you're the Steelers, I mean, I don't know what else you have to lose because they're not the Steelers aren't even the top team. That's true. That's very the, true. The Ravens look good. Um, but yeah, all right. So the next question I have 
this, so this this one's been kind of affecting more so my fantasy team, but the Saquon Saquon Barkley, <laughs> and, you know, he goes down. Everyone Oof. knows that's a huge blow to the Giants. Not that the Giants were ever going to, you know, be a – but, you know, having no. a young quarterback, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Love him. Do em. you think Love this em. affects his development as the rookie quarterback? Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, because, look, he showed that, yes, against a pretty bad team, he can do what he does and he can run the ball and he can throw it around a little bit. He does still have weapons. I mean, he has Evan Ingram. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I really like. Um, now, he's going to be using Gallman, and I don't think Gallman will really be the feature back. I think they'll have other backs get in the mix, maybe trade for a back I've heard about. Um, but as soon as Saquon gets back, that's a whole different team. So I think he'll be all right. At least for his rookie season, he'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, he surprised a lot of people. I didn't personally, I didn't realize how athletic he was. He's, he, oh, yeah. he's, this, this guy's got some wheel. And the thing is, too, is that I'm really curious if Eli's going to go anywhere because there's a lot of teams mm-hmm. that don't have a legit QB1. And Eli Manning, you know, he's not the best quarterback. But, look, if you're going to go into a playoff run, you know, he That's definitely true. has the experience and the resume to prove that he can be on an NFL roster. So I'm really curious to where he's going to go. Um, I wonder if they're going to maybe trade him and try to get a piece back. But it, I, I, it's really interesting. Um, it is with him, now, yeah. Now, this question's a little bit more of a biased question. Uh, okay. now, I'm, not, I'm not really sure if, how much you've looked into this at all because this is just for my personal preference because I'm a Rams fan. But the Rams essentially <laughs> have been struggling on offense the last three games. Do you think that the Super Bowl last year kind of laid out the blueprint to allowing other teams to kind of figure Sean McVay's offense out? Hmm. I do like that. I think it did exploit a few weaknesses of the offense. Um, but also, there are some good things that you have to look forward into this offense. Like Cooper Cup is a rising star right now. I really like Cooper Cup. Um, but yeah, I mean, McVay knows what he's doing. That's probably what it is. Like they had their successful year. But I, I'm sure McVay will find other ways to have you guys be successful. Yeah, I, I think one thing too is that, and I have to say this too because I'll, I'll forever be salty for the for the Super Bowl. But it, I don't think it really helped. <laughs> well, well, okay, I want to address the Super Bowl thing really quick. Well, it didn't help either that we didn't have Todd okay. Gurley and Cooper Cup. That didn't help our offense at all. Also, right. too, I'm very – I hate to be this guy. I'm always this way with my sports teams. But I'm so skeptical with Todd Gurley's injury because it's like an arthritis injury with his knee. And there's no really – no real, like, rehab essentially to fully fix that. It's not like your ACL where you get surgery on it and you can rehab and it's kind of the same. Like, this is just going to be a lingering problem for a while no matter how he rehabs mm-hmm. from it so i i and honestly like i'm i'm a little concerned because with the running game kind of running game kind of like slowing down a little bit i'm not sure like how that's going to affect jared goff and i'm not and while we're on it too i i am just i've not been very happy with him it's gonna be more of a rant, but... jared goff yeah yeah man. he's been pretty rough this year but i think your running game will eventually get going again with todd Gurley. um i think the running game will be all right jared goff jared goff I don't know. <laughs> yeah. See, this is this is gonna be more of an event because I'm just oh I gotta I gotta take get this off my chest. But but Jerry Goff, man, it's like again, I was an offensive lineman, so I, I don't really understand the full with the reads and the coverages and things like that. But he just makes he in my opinion, he just takes way too long in the pocket. He just take you know what I mean? Like he he has a he's a pretty good offensive line, right. but he takes way too long in the pocket. Um and he forces a lot of throws. I mean, there was a throw last week. And it was, I want to say, put this into context, about 
roughly around two minutes left. We were up by, I think, seven or something like it. We're, I think we're up seven, two minutes left. We had the ball around the middle of the field, and he throws in a triple coverage and gets it picked off on third and one. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't force that throw. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Oh, man. And it, it, with Jared Goff, though, you're not surprised with those kind of mistakes. I mean, he's not – he doesn't seem like a really crazy, talented, smart QB. Um, I think McVay is just working with him. I think you guys will be all right, though. McVay is a really good coach. Yeah, the, the last thing I'm going to say about this when you pour me. And also, real quick, too, I think Jared Goff will bounce back this week. I think he'll have a good week. Well, it's also against, it's against the Bucks too. So I hope, yes. hope, he, has a, hope he has a good week. But it, here, here's, what, here's what concerns me about Jared Goff. Jared Goff has a lot of weapons, but I don't see him as mm-hmm. that quarterback that's making the players around him better. It's kind of vice versa. Yeah, it's kind, I agree with that. And that's, that's the kind of frustrating thing because you see so many great quarterbacks. I mean, you see like, you know, Tom Brady playing with like retired lacrosse players, you know, like people <laughs> used to work at like Ralph's or Wingstop <laughs> or whatever. He's making them into all-stars. And Jared Goff, you need to have that talent there or else he's really, really going to struggle. So I don't know. That, that's my rant. Um, and now that's a good point. Now, now the big question, though, the big, big mm-hmm. question. Yeah, Matt Breida. What in terms, of, <laughs> in terms of a fantasy perspective, I've got him on my team. I know a lot of people yeah. that listen to this podcast have him on their team. What <laughs> What do I do? You know, because some weeks, some weeks he's making these great runs, his great vision. You know, he's cutting really well. He's a young, young running back on this could be very explosive offense. Could be, but it's could I. Be. I don't know. You know, it's so up and down. What What do we make of this? All right, so I need to preface this by letting everyone know that I am a 49ers fan. So you could say <laughs> I'd be biased, but I think mostly I have a more deeper look into it, the team and what they try to do. So here's the thing. Kyle Shanahan, I think he does like to scheme a lot, and it just depends on who he wants that week and maybe who even has a hot hand. So with Brita, with Tevin Coleman coming back after the bye, I've heard uh, Mostert, you even have Jeff Wilson, he'll get them all touches. All right, once Coleman comes back, I don't think you'll see as much Jeff Wilson or Mostert. Um, and also, it just depends on who they're playing. Because, yes, the 49ers do know how to run the ball. Shanahan is really good at running the ball. But it just depends on who he feels that week, um, whether it's Coleman or Brita um, going here on out. That's my views. Yeah, and it also, too – while we're on the 49ers, you know, I, I, as I forgot to mention, uh, you know, Caesar's a big 49ers fan. Um, oh, yeah. The 49ers are 3-0, and if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they are. What? Is, are, they, <laughs> are they legit? Are they back? Like, what do we make of this? Look, I'm a 49 er faithful all day, all right? But I know how to watch football. I think logistically. I think right now um, we're doing good. Like, we're fighting, all right, which is really awesome to see your team after they've been so bad for so long show heart um right now jimmy g it he could be playing a lot better right now i don't think he's panning out like we thought he could be or he could um i do think that we'll do well it's just it's going to be a real test this week i I think against the Steelers, they have a pretty good defense jimmy g does and if we face even tougher opponents that'll be a real tell right now i don't know we haven't played the best opponents all right we are undefeated all right we did pull those w's out but they're pretty ugly I mean, a win's a win, though. You, you know, I think, true, yeah. I think you guys are doing are making the right blueprint for a good football team because every good football yeah. team starts with a – this is how I see it kind of evolve, is every good football team starts with a great defense, and they, yes. then they're kind of oh, – then they're kind of mediocre, and then they're kind of then they're kind of winning, but they're getting these really ugly wins, 
And then the offense starts to develop, right? And then you start mm-hmm. to have both sides of the football really, really develop. And then, because, I mean, you could even take a look at, like, what the Seahawks did a few years ago. You know, like, that defense was just carrying that team for so long. They get someone like Russell Wilson, and the thing just really seemed to take off. I think that the, the 49ers are legitimate threats um, in the NFC West. I, I, I think they're legit. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think that, yeah, I'm really curious to see. Because um, I, I really, I really want to see them play someone in the division. Like, like, like play my Rams or play the Seahawks because I think they're going to be really close games. Yeah, I, I'll be at the Rams game. I'm excited for that game. That'll be a true tell. Oh, sure. I'm so jealous. I wish I could go to the Rams game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going, baby. Dude, but yeah, no, that I think those are going to be really close games because I mean, people, people, you know, online are like, oh, the Rams are the favorites from the division, and although I do think they are the favorites, I don't, I would not say at, and by any means that the Rams are overwhelming favorites for that division. Because that's a, that's a close. I agree. Other than the Cardinals, I think all three teams have a legit shot, a legit case uh, to either winning the division or making the playoffs. Like those, those I are agree, good-looking yeah. teams. Um, and then now a, a couple more questions. We kind of touched upon this. I have three quarterbacks. We kind of touched upon two of them already. Three quarterbacks. I want, you to, I, want, I want you to let me know if you're hopping on the hype train or if you're hopping off the hype train. So I have three quarterbacks. Okay. Um, let's start with – you kind of have to mention this a little bit before. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Are you hopping on or hopping off? I, I love Danny Dimes. I really like him a lot. Um, I'm more hopping on the train. I, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on the train. Uh, but I did not expect him doing anything spectacular against good teams. Against bad teams like Buccaneers, Bengals, whoever else, any team like that, I think he does well. Um, against good teams, I think it's going to be a struggle for him. Yeah, I, I'm really I, – uh, for me, it's a little early to tell. I'm gonna, that too, yeah. I'm gonna hop on the Danny Dimes train, you know, mainly because he's on my fantasy team too. Because I'm a little desperate, I'm a <laughs> but that's for, that's for another time. Picked him up. Yeah, I, it's boy. I had Cam Newton in that. You know, oh yeah, you had to pick him up there. Yeah, I was a little, I'm a little desperate in these leagues, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I I think that he's one of those one of these players that a lot of defensive coordinators were kind of sleeping on. Essentially, I think that he, he he's shown he has a lot of talent. But mm-hmm. I still want to see him tested. It's so yeah. it's one game. It's one game. But the thing is, too, though, is that he's he's giving the New York Giants fans something to look forward to. Past That's very that true. Party. Yeah, you know, and I kind of mentioned this. I've had a podcast episode. Um, I think a lot, one or two episodes ago, I talked about Gardner Minshew about the impact that not only he's having on the football field, but just the morale of the fan base. You know, and I really like, like him too. Yeah. No. Exactly. I do. And that, and he's someone too that I even mentioned um, last week. He can rock jean shorts. <laughs> you sure it. can. And I love him. I, I actually that. really liked him out of college as well, because uh, I do run the um, air raid just like he ran at Washington State with Coach uh, Leach. So I really liked the offense. I really liked him. I watched a lot of film on him. Yeah, no, he he's he's really talented. And the thing that I really liked about Gardner Minshew is his is his quarterback IQ. He's just a smart guy. He's very smart. Yep. And the the, way, the thing I like about him too is that he's one of these quarterbacks where he's not necessarily the, the strongest or the fastest. He has a little bit of a weaker arm. Like he, mm-hmm. he even admitted that. Yeah, and, but he understands the game of football. Yes, he and does. People don't realize that you know, at, to a certain level, like you, if you understand the game of football, you could be a very impactful player. And that's what Gardner Minshew be, has become. So I, 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 yeah, I'm a big Gardner Minshew supporter. Yeah, um, I like him too. And then, okay, so the next quarterback, Jimmy G., Hyping, hopping on or hopping off? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm hopping off. What? I mean, no. I hope, no, I really hope he does well. Like, that's 
I would be so happy if I see him and I'm like, okay, yes, he's developed. I really like him. He's where we where he should be right now. I don't think he's at where we thought he would be. I'm kind of hopping off. What? Um, no, okay. So let, let, let I'm, me I'm being this, honest. Let me make this clear. Make this clear. So you yeah. you are hopping off the Jimmy G hype train. Yes, right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I was not expecting that. I mean, the handsome one. He's not as good as I really thought he could be, especially taking. The, the time off to learn and be able to read stuff a little bit better, I feel like. I don't know. We're, we're going to see, though. It's still early in the season. We're going to see. Right now, I'm off. I might hop back on, though. <laughs> maybe the next station, you'll, you'll take a look. Um, yeah, maybe the next station. <laughs> all right. Now, this, this, is the, this is the big hype train. And I, I've got, I've got some, I, my own opinion on it, but I want to hear yours first. Lamar Jackson hopping on the hype train or off? Ever since week one, I've been on that hype train. Love Ooh. it. I love him. I think you, here's the – I really like Lamar Jackson, okay? My, mm-hmm. my, you know, my heart is telling me I love Lamar Jackson, but he hasn't really gone up against anyone. No. He hasn't really – or performed that well against anyone. I mean, the, to, the, as messed up as it sounds, the way I see it is, you know, when you go up against the Chiefs, that, that wasn't a game that – if he played the Chiefs last week, or I don't want to get that mistaken. I'm pretty sure he played the Chiefs last week. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, watch that game. I, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna outscore Patrick Mahomes. You know. Yeah, very but, difficult to do. That's I mean, he's not playing bad, but I don't know. I, I'm just I'm curious to see if he goes up against you know these these better teams. If okay, if, if he can get his stats, that's one thing. But can he get the the, the win? You know what I mean? Right. So I, I'm really curious to see. But it, how isn't it refreshing though in the NFL to get a dual threat quarterback? I think it's so refreshing because I feel like it's awesome because, and this is the sad truth too, is that everyone, this is a big general, a big generalization, not literally anymore, but I'm just going to generalize here. Everyone in the NFL when they, as a quarterback, when they come in, they're essentially a dual threat quarterback. And then a few seasons, a few hits, and then their pocket passers, you know? So I'm kind of right. enjoying Lamar Jackson for what he is right now. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying this. All right. So now, And I think yeah. with Lamar Jackson real quick, the reports came in that he could start throwing the ball and he was improving and controlling the ball and having that ball security. Um, I really like Lamar Jackson a lot, but you're right. He does need to face a good defense and see if he can still throw because against the Chiefs, he was missing some throws. Um, and he did look a little bit frantic sometimes in the pocket where he did have to run, which I don't know if you saw the report where he was talking about how he hates running the ball. Did you see that today? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a jab at, at, at... I'm not really sure. Yeah, don't call that man a running back. Don't do that. But yeah, um, it's, he's definitely someone to look forward to, though, in the NFL. I, I think he's exciting to watch. Yeah, I agree. He's definitely exciting. Um, all right. So it's time for a little fantasy football. Um, I, I, I got three waiver wire pickups. I don't know if you have anyone that you, you're interested in. Um, I'll, I'll start off with the first one. And All right. This, this is I don't know if I should I don't know if I should go with the obvious one. I'm gonna go for the less obvious one. Uh, DJ Chark, the wide receiver okay. in Jacksonville, and you know 277 yards, first three games, uh, three touchdowns, and you know look, he's clearly the number one target in Jacksonville. Yes. And this is what this is what people don't realize too is that I you know I hate to say it. Sorry, Jags fans. I don't even know if I have many Jags fans listening to this, but <laughs> it's very to, rare breed. Yeah, they are a very rare breed. Jags fans, if you listen to this, I, I apologize, but. Um, Jacksonville is going to be playing a lot of games behind. 
Okay. So what, what, what happens when you play a lot of games behind? You throw the football a lot, which means mm-hmm. it is a lot of garbage time points potentially for DJ Chark. And, you know, he's had a lot of good chemistry with Gardner Minshew. I'm really excited about him. I don't know about you. I'm really excited about him. Oh, yeah. I love DJ Chark, too. I mean, after the first week, um, luckily, he's on any of my waivers uh, for any of my leagues because I picked him up right after that first week. I've loved DJ Chark uh, out of LSU. Um, first coming into the league, he looked really raw, but now it's showing that he's a number one and he can make plays when he needs to make plays. I really like him. Now, here's the thing, too. It's, it's, it's very refreshing to see a solid wide receiver in Jacksonville. And what I mean by that, too, is now I, I'm not going to say that Blake Bortles was, was good. Because let's, no. let's be real, he was not a good quarterback. <laughs> no, I don't think that it helped that they really didn't give him any wide receivers. They didn't really after you know they made this big push with Alan Hearns and um oh what was I forgot the other one's name. He plays in um he plays in Chicago. He's number one wide receiver. Uh, Alan Robinson, I think. Yeah, Alan uh, Robinson. Yeah, Alan Robinson, and you know, and Marquise Lee. After and they, all three of them actually got hurt. But after that, it's as if Jacksonville really stopped caring about their wide receiving core. And then this last, mm-hmm. the year before that, he had he had no help. And of course, he's not playing very well. But I mean, yeah. oh my goodness, you have no help. All you have is Leonard Fournette. That was a mess. Okay, but the next uh, the next player I have on my list is you know Wayne Galman. You know we had. Or Gallman, Gallman, hope I didn't pronounce that wrong. But, you know, mm-hmm. he's a backup for Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah. He's going up against a Washington defense that gives up the eighth most rushing yards to running backs. But, you know, it, he, it's a mixed bag because I've picked him up before. It's a mixed bag. You know, I'm iffy about him. 3.5 yards per carry last year. And, yes, you know, he didn't get as many carries because Saquon was the guy. But still, that's, you know, the small sample size that we've seen. Right. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, the workload and the surgence of Daniel Jones helps elevate him. But it's, it's you know, for those Saquon Barkley owners like myself, you know, it's, it's a little scary out there. Ooh, I'm sorry about that. That you had him. <laughs> yeah, I might cry myself to sleep, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Gallman. Uh, Gallman, I'm not in. I'm sorry, no. Really? I, I no. He's on the Giants, man. I don't care. Saquon's a whole different story. Gallman. And just like any other running back in the league are no Saquon Barkley. I don't see him. Oh, no. I, I don't want – I'm staying away from him. Maybe this week, yeah, I think he has a good matchup. For the long term, no. I don't I don't like him. Yeah. I I, I mean, it, I, it, he's just a waiver wire pickup for this week. I That's the thing about me. It's like I want to, I want to like him. I, I wish that they had someone like an Austin Eckler who's a solid backup. Yeah, right or right a now. Tony Pol- uh, Pol- Pollard. Yeah, yeah, say? exactly. Yeah, but he's yeah, yeah. Dallas, Dallas, right? Huh. Yes. Yeah. He's so, not a true handcuff like those two guys are, or Addison from yeah, the Vikings, exactly. or Gus the Bus from the Ravens. Yeah. Or, uh, you those know, are guys to pick up, though, by the way, for sure. Keep them on your bench, stash them away. Yeah, no, oh, there you go. Um, Just in case they get hurt, they're going to go off. I'm telling you, stash hey, you them know, right now. You know, with, with, you know speaking of, of, of Eckler and stuff, really, you know. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to talk about this. I might as, we might as well bring it up. Oh uh, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Melvin Gordon returning mm-hmm. to the Chargers. Um, okay, so this is going to be a multi-part question. Okay, what what statement does this make in terms of like you know in terms of his value on the running back market after this year? Does does this does this sever the relationship he has with the Chargers since they weren't this is they weren't able to get a deal then? Here's the thing. I think with Melvin Gordon. Um, he did value himself a little too high. The things with running backs is that there's so many out there. So I feel like a lot of teams are mostly content 
Um, if there were ever a team that were super desperate, um, I think he for sure would have got a pick picked up. But I feel like mo- for the most part, a lot of teams are pretty content. Now, Melvin Gordon with the Chargers, I think hopefully I would think that at this point he's able to understand, like, you know, I can't be asking for this much money because I think there were reports that he really missed the team and missed playing. Um, I think he should see what happens. You never know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's gonna. I, I wonder if it's gonna be a little awkward the first couple practices. Um, but you're right though. I think. I think he did think. I think he overvalued, um, his contributions to the team a bit. And definitely, it, yeah. And what people don't really realize too, and what they never get credit, and I'm biased because I was an offensive lineman, is that the offensive line plays essentially this like, like this totally necessary role. It's insane. Yeah, and it's look at the look at the Cowboys. You know, they revived yeah. Darren McFadden, you know, his career for a bit just because their offensive line was so good. And I know that I know the Chargers have a bunch of injuries and things like that going on, but it's it's really going to be tough. You know, and it didn't help either that Austin Eckler was actually playing well. That, oh, definitely. Yeah. But and, here's one thing. Melvin Gordon did support Eckler. He loved it, which is really awesome and good to see. Yeah, it kind of reminded me. No, I don't remember if Le'Veon Bell was as supportive, but it kind of reminded me of the Le'Veon Bell situation where he's like, look, I'm going to sit out good luck at running back and then james connor great story by the way but james mm-hmm. connor comes out and just starts tearing it up so yeah you know, it's kind of interesting that he made a similar mistake um to what you know to, to what happened with uh levy on bell and now right. bell stuck with the jets which ugh. yeah that's uh mm, don't like that that's a rough one okay the last one i got um philip dorsett I've been hearing a lot of things that he's going to be the emerging one of the emerging targets for Tom Brady and Tom Brady being the best football player I've ever seen play. I, I think that <laughs> speaks within itself. I mean, what, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, the Patriots always seem to have like different receivers every week. So, thoughts like, on Dorsett. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of hype for Dorsett as well. I personally am not buying it. At- up though. I, I do. Uh, but the Patriots, like you said, you never know which running back is going to get the touches. You never know which receiver is going to get the touches. Uh, but Dorsett, I like because Julian Edelman did recently get hurt on the chest. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a good pickup. I mean, I'm not going crazy for it. I'm, I mean, I was pretty high on my waivers this week, so um, I didn't get to get him or have a chance to get him. But I think he's a pretty good pickup if he gets that hot hand. Yeah, I think anyone like with the Patriots, you're really rolling some dice here. Yeah, for sure. It's so iffy. I mean, I'm I'm one of my leagues. I drafted Sony Michelle, and that is not mm-hmm. paid off. Well, not yet. You, you just don't know. They don't really have these established guys. Um, and even with their wide receivers, I mean, even Julian Edelman and um, I guess Amendola and whoever else they used to have on, you know, in the wide receiving core, even right. even when they were doing really well, they weren't necessarily like Pro Bowl top tier guys. They weren't no. even getting that much attention. Yeah, which is, which is interesting. So the, the Patriots, it's they're very efficient with the way they do things, but I wouldn't say they're very consistent. If that makes any sense, not at all. Yeah, Bilicek, he he loves to scheme, and whatever pa- player is part of that scheme that week, they're going to get their touches. And we don't know um, what Belichick wants to do for that week. So it just depends. It depends on the scheme. It depends who they're playing. It depends on the game script if they're up or down. Which, by the way, with Sony Michelle. All right, it's not time to panic with him um, because I think right now we don't see him get out there, catch passes like he's pretty good at doing um, because they have been in the lead. I don't think they've trailed at any point in any game. So definitely don't panic there with Michelle. Um, 
And yeah, also they've been in the lead, so they're not going to have their starting running back. All right, run the ball. So just hold on to Michelle. Don't worry about him. All right. Here, here, here's what. Yeah, you know, here's something else that came up when I was when I was looking at like potential waiver wires and one of the big biggest streaming options or that doesn't make any sense. The biggest, uh, one of the most popular options this week was Rex Burkhead. Yes, you know he's been very efficient with the ways he's running the football, um, making the most out of his touches. Is he worth a, a pickup in fantasy? I that was you. I was like, no, <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? It's I was just hilarious. yeah, I was using your Wi-Fi to call my friend. Do you go outside? <laughs> no, it's okay. I got to go to practice in a little bit. <laughs> I know we started recording and then I was like, oh wait, this is kind of weird if they walk out. You're so silly. I know. Yeah. You can always go inside and use the Wi Fi. Right. Sounds good. Thank you. I didn't want to scare you because I'm like, I know. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. That's so funny, dude. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Hey viewers, so yeah, um long story short, using my girlfriend's Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Hey, you know what? This is some serious dedication. This is dedication, that. man. This is you know what I mean? Not not everyone does this, you know what I mean? No. Oh, that is I'm definitely keeping that in there. That's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna give Feel a big free. shout out. I'm like, I'm a big shout out to Alyssa. Thanks for letting us use your Wi-Fi. Thank you, Alyssa. You made this happen. Yeah, Alyssa, if you're listening to this, thanks a lot for letting us use your Wi-Fi. We appreciate. Hey, it. we don't have Wi-Fi, but we have good tips here. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, that, that's what's important. Um, and then I guess, I guess, lastly, I guess to sort of wrap this thing up. Do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any waiver wires? Any starts of the week or anything Ooh. fancy related that that you have in your mind that that you think would be something um, beneficial? Now, okay, during the football season, I am someone who 24-7 loves football. If I don't have high school football, checking out NFL, checking out fantasy, all that good stuff. All right, so I am all over football all week. So I do have some starts of the week for you. I do. All right, so starting at the most important position on the field. All right, we talked about him earlier. Daniel Jones, a.k.a. Danny Dimes, all right, at quarterback. He looked really good. I thought he looked really good. He's going to face, all right, a Redskins defense that is pretty poor. They've allowed 28 fantasy points to each touchdown or each um, quarterback they've played. Now, Daniel Jones had 30-plus fantasy points last week, something to definitely look at. Um, He also had two rushing touchdowns, one to win the game. All right, so this guy likes to win. He led them to that comeback. And then he has his weapons that we talked about earlier, Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. All right, Teddy, how are you feeling about Danny, uh, Danny Dimes? Danny, D- Danny Dimes, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about him. And it's, it's really funny, too. I, it's really interesting because like, the Giants got so much crap for drafting him. Right, you know, they like, did. They, they were just – but as a fantasy option, look, like I said before, there's so many quarterbacks injured already. You know, so even even like Tom Brady right now is questionable. I mean, like, you know, Drew Brees go down, you know, Big Ben go down. Like all of these, you know, good quarterbacks are, are out. So this is, gonna, this is definitely making an impact on fantasy rosters. I think, you know, Danny Dimes, I say, if I say pick him up, I think he's worth a start. I'm starting him. Yeah, my why not? Yeah. Yeah, He'll have I'm some a- tougher games, but he's a good streamable option. Yeah, exactly. I, look, and, and, and even if they are playing in, in some games behind and maybe they get off to some slow starts, that's that's a lot of fantasy potential right there because he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. 
exactly he's doing a lot of things and um yeah I, I i saw nothing i mean if anything i think last this last game he really balled out and he showed that you know he's willing to, to make the plays like in terms of running the football to really elevate his team's chances of winning so yeah i'm totally for it awesome sweet all right next running back here i got someone who we actually talked about a little bit too um he said he has a great story james connor Ooh. All right, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going up against the Bengals, right? He's due for a bounce-back game. Um, so the Bengals have allowed the second most rushing yards to running back. So I think he should have an awesome game. Uh, James Conner, I think, is a good pickup. What do you think? Well, anyone against or the Bengals. start. Yeah, anyone against the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals oh, yeah. are just <laughs> – And then at start, the Bengals are awful. At some point, I want also to in prime game. time. Time to show out. What are they, what are they playing? Uh, I'm not sure if it's Monday night or Sunday night. Oh my God. The Bengals made Monday or Sunday night football. Jesus. Yeah. So uh. that means Andy Dalton's going to do horrible. <laughs> so Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, their defense, be sure to look at them. If yes, they're available. yes. Yes. Or also to any defense that goes up against either the Bengals or the Dolphins. Cause the Dolphins are just, Oh yeah. That, the that, 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 that's a rough, that's a rough watch. <laughs> Sunday night. Yeah. Or okay. wait, no, no. Monday night. Monday, Monday night. Monday night. Yeah. I no. J- James Conner is a very talented back. Look, a, a great story. He is, yeah. Um. You know, I'm I'm really curious to see. The, the the Steelers frustrate me a bit, and I'm not I'm not even a Steelers fan. Uh, but it frustrated me because it's like for so long. I mean, they had Josh Dobbs, who was a decent backup, traded him away. Um, they had Landry Jones. Yeah. Landry Jones has to be the worst backup quarterback I think I've I've ever watched. <laughs> and I, again, I. I He's pretty rough, so I'm really curious to see how Mason Rudolph does. I mean, his stats weren't bad last game, um, but I think against the Bengals, he's really going to get a big confidence booster. He's going to be able to make a lot of plays. Yeah, I agree. If they can open up, you know, some chemistry with him and Juju Smith and, you know, maybe take a little bit of pressure outside the box, then Connor's definitely going to be free and do some damage. Yep. All right. So, James Connor, we just talked about another really good start. All right. So, at the wide receiver position, we both love him. We talked about him. Cooper. Cup. All right. Oh, so yeah. Cooper Cup. Jared Goff's favorite receiver of the trios right now. I mean, it's pretty clear. He's a top 10 fantasy receiver right now. He's been balling out. He has the most targets. All right. So targets are very important in fantasy. He has the most targets out of the whole trio. All right. Of him, Cooks, and Woods. Um, and check this out. So the Bucks, they let Sterling Shepard go for 100 yards and one touchdown. So I'm expecting. Cooper Cup, I think it's he's going to be the guy. But, again, with the Rams, you never know. It could be Cooks. It could be Woods. But I really think uh, Cooper Cup has a good chance this week. Um, and he's averaging 20 uh, PPR points. So, I really like him this week. I mean, obviously, I'm very biased because I'm a Rams fan. Yes, but of course you are. But, but, but Cooper, no, Cooper Cup, here's the weird thing with Cooper Cup. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier uh, Jared, Jared Goff's you know, struggles this year and things like that. But for some weird reason, I don't know what it is. But, you know, if he, if he throws, a, you know, a little 10-yard out to Robert Woods, it's, like, way over his head. But if he throws, mm-hmm. like, a 40-yard 40-yard bomb that has to drop right in between, like, double coverage or <laughs> something like that, if it's the Cooper Cup, for some reason it's on. But here's the, the interesting thing about Cooper Cup, too, is that he's coming back from an ACL injury. Yeah, and people dude, don't an ACL. That. And the, crazy thing, the crazier thing is, too, is that his, you know, they tested him, his 40-yard dash and all that kind of stuff. It's better than it was before the injury. So I don't know what kind, if he's half you know cyborg right now or whatever it is. probably, but it's it's crazy. But no, Cooper Cup gets a lot of good looks. But it really just depends on Jared Goff because it you never know. It's like you flip a coin. 
for the game? Are we going to get, you know, like like the Pro Bowl kind of Jared Goff that he can play as? Or are we going to get like the Against the Bucks, I think you're okay. Yeah, I think it's at home too. So, but you know, Jared, but I think Cooper Cup though, he's definitely going to get the most looks out of all three wide receivers. Definite start. Yes. All right. Now, I actually have two receivers. I used to play receiver. All right. So I love the position. Um, another uh, another starting receiver, definitely Devontae Adams. Panicking about the Packers and their offense, but Devontae Adams, you got to start him every week. You don't know when he's going to be that top three, top five receiver for fantasy. So leave him in. All right, he was drafted in the first round for a reason. All right, now this week he's playing up against an Eagles defense that have allowed a hundred have actually allowed a 100-yard receiver in every game they've played, and I think it'll be Devontae Adams' turn. Hope, hopefully score a few touchdowns, too. I mean, De- Devontae Adams is, is – well, the weird thing is the, the Packers this year, they've definitely been focused it's, – it's almost like like it's like the first game surprising, like, oh, our defense is this good, so we don't have to score this many points. That's right. true. <laughs> it's, almost like, it's almost like their mentality flip when they're not so dependent on, on Aaron Rodgers. And they, they don't yeah. need to pass like that, and they're winning the games. But, hey – I have Devontae. They got to throw that thing to him, man. They got to do it. Dude, Devontae Adams is a very talented receiver. I think He's I had so him. so good. I, I, I had him his rookie year. I remember he struggled a bit, but th- this last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Target dude. machine, dude. And and to have one of the best quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, throwing you the football. Exactly. You know that ball's going to be on the money. I think they're going to air that thing out. If they want any chance of winning, they, they need to air that thing out. Yeah, LaFleur, dude. Throw that thing, dude. Throw it to the hey, please. Right, we're all begging for it, right, Teddy? I, I, oh, I, I think I think that once that playbook opens up a little bit, once he gets yes, in, thank yeah, you, a little bit of growing pains, you know. But yeah, but look, you're you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. also after a little asterisk, healthy Aaron Rodgers because he's had some you know health That's issues true. and stuff like that. But he's healthy right now. The Packers look good. Um, yeah, Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. It's just that simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't panic on him. I think they'll figure it out. He'll get his touches. All right. So at tight end, I have Will. Disley, all right. So he is coming up two good games, all right. Two straight. He did score the most garbage time touchdown you'll ever see, but hey, it still counts in fantasy, right? Still right. counts. Still counts. It still counts. All right. Now he's playing against Arizona, who have gotten destroyed by tight ends. Um, T.J. Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, and Greg Olson really like Will Disley. Um, hopefully, he keeps it up. I, I really have a good. Um, think he'll have a good game. What, what do you what think? Team, what, what team is he on? The Seahawks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know who this yeah. is. Yeah. The Seahawks. You know, the Seahawks. And I think he created a tight end, too, so he'll probably get even more looks now. He, this is the thing that, that's really rough with fantasy. I, I'm glad you brought up tight end because a lot of you're very brave. It's not a lot of people oh, bring up Oh, very rough end. position to talk about. Oh, it's brutal. You know what I mean? It's, it's so like, hard. You never know. The talent drop off at the tight end position, it's it's like it's like catastrophic, really, is what it is. It's it's so it's it's rough. It's almost like why do we even have that option in fantasy? You know, that- <laughs> now I wouldn't say it's the talent, because there are some talented dudes who can block, but that doesn't help in fantasy and it's hard to find the tight ends the ball sometimes, unless they're Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz. All it, the- it's tough. It it no, it it, it definitely is. Um and you, you just don't know. You know, you just don't know. But, you I mean, never but, know. I, but, but, but Russell Wilson has, you know, he's, he's used his tight ends before. He's used Jimmy Graham and things like that. So, um, and Russell Wilson, too, what I like about him is that he likes, he's not afraid to attack the middle of the field. And that's where a lot of these tight ends tend to run. So I think it's a great matchup, especially against the Cardinals, you know. 
the Cardinals. That that I, I oh, I'm, yeah. I'm for I'm for it. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think that he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a good week. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, now, last but not least, I do okay have a sleeper for you. This is one guy. Oh boy. That I think. Oh boy. But and. Matt Breida. Oh my God. Play him anyways. <laughs> it's Matt Breida. <laughs> Matt, start Matt Breida and close high. Hey, he won't get you negative points. He's on a buy. Just put him in there. Just start Matt Breida. Hit every, just, just start, start him. See what happens. You know, maybe. Just you, see you, what you happens. You never know with Matt Breida. Matt Breida. <laughs> dude, oh, I can't with Matt Breida. I, it's so funny. Every time. It's so funny. It, the way this came up is that. Um, this whole summer, I was I was talking football with Caesar, and I was I was telling him I was like, you know, the 49ers are good; they're going to be much better. But I'm not crazy about their run game. He's like, what do you mean? Like Matt Breida is actually not bad. And I was like, no, he's not that good. No. And so this is it's a big it's been a big running inside joke with us for a while. Hey, you also said if he gets a thousand yards, which right now he might be able to. I don't know, but if he does, Dude, you don't. I have cannot. Well, first of all, don't forget first, that. Can you believe this guy likes to have it? That, that that's a that's a bigger. It's that, so it's good. Not, it's not it's that so good. good. It is not that good. I had it today too. I, I except for I though, did. I you know, I would I would try their cheese fries. I I'd give it a go. But I don't know. I'm not crazy. That's I interesting. That, I love their the burgers. The habit's just so average. I could say <laughs> oh, that to it. You know, okay. in case well, they were really trying to We'll talk. agree to disagree. But I hope you agree with me. All right, with my actual sleeper of the week. And of course it's gotta be a receiver, because I love the receiver position. All right. And it's Terry McLaurin, aka Scary Terry. I actually hate that nickname. Uh the nickname I like a lot more is Terry McLovin. Terry McLovin. What do you think? <laughs> What are your thoughts on those nicknames I'm right now? Scary, you know, the thing is, when I think of Scary Terry, I think of Terry Rozier from the NBA. That's what and I think that, of, too. It's yeah, not original. but it's, but also too, you know, I, I, it's, it's, hard, it's hard. Scary Terry just sounds so much better, but since there's already a Scary Terry, it just, it just doesn't yeah. work. So yeah, I think the second one, I think, was, I think sounds better. Terry McLovin. I love that. I really do. Um, all right. So Terry McLaurin, right after the first week, I saw this kid play. I was like, dude, this rookie looks really good. And it's very rare for a rookie to come in and look very crisp, run nice routes, catch the ball as well as he has. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with in college, he was playing against like top level scouts that were soon to play in the NFL right now. I don't have their names, but Terry McLaurin's looking really awesome. All right. He's a top 10 wide receiver right now in fantasy. He's breaking records. All right. Now he is playing against the Giants defense that is really weak all right they have the second most fantasy points for wide receivers Terry mclaurin i'm all in i love this kid he is my sleeper of the week it's, it's, he's on the redskins right that's Ooh, right number 17 uh, see the, the the talent there the talent's there also i i don't like him that much because i was about to win one of my leagues i apparently i just picked every every terrible player i could but one of the leagues i was about to win <laughs> my first game and he was the reason uh, that I didn't because he just he was he on the yeah other team he was or? yeah yeah he started going yeah. off but I don't you know he's real good man it, Case Keenum didn't impress um no. they just it, it's really interesting you know we're only in week three but the Redskins to me when I watched that game um they just looked like a team that was that was really beat up already 
Hey, that's against a really good defense. No, it's against and a Mc, it's against McLaurin's. Defense. I'm just talking about their mannerisms. McLaurin got his touches still. They still got him that ball against such a good defense. So you got to think about that too. I'm just a little concerned because are is Dwayne Haskins going to get any playing? Do you? Okay, let me ask you this: Do you think Dwayne Haskins is going to get any playing time this year? This year, I think definitely because I I'm just curious. This year, yes, for I'm sure. just curious if that's going to change like the dynamics of of how many touches and stuff he's going to get. You know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They played in college together. So he might even get even more oh, touches that's right. than he already does oh, now. Oh, that's right. They, yeah, they did, dude. They played at Ohio State. Isn't that crazy oh, and how awesome that is? Snap. It's, you know, you know, it's starting to grow on me. But it's, it's, it's so yeah, let's hard. See it. And then they play the Giants two times a year. So they're going to have that match. It's, it's tough. Yeah, Redskins players, though. It's tough. It's tough picking a Redskins player, Yeah, they're player, on a bad team. <laughs> that's yeah. That's why he's my sleeper. No, he is a sleeper. He's my I, sleeper. I think he could. Def- I think in garbage time though, he's gonna he's de- he definitely get some looks though. I think it should be it should be a close game, though, I, right? I think, P- I think Giants PPR and stuff like that. Oh, it'll be definitely a close game. They should they should yeah, just so have Haskins start just so we could have the two rookies go up against each other. I think that'd be kind of cool. I've heard he's not ready yet. Really? Otherwise, I would love to see that. Yeah. Wow, because he he's really raw, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean. Th- if he was put against the Bears last week, that would have been atrocious. I think, yeah, give him some time. He'll definitely get some PT and then have that Terry McLovin uh, connection. Well, you can't have him, you know, go up against, like, Khalil Mack because that guy is no not way. human. He <laughs> can't be human. No. I, think, I think Khalil Mack's someone that we took, you know, uh, what was it, rescued in the Area 51 raid because that guy, in the way that he's <laughs> built, like he is a beast. Dude, that is I've never seen well, okay, Aaron Donald's amazing too, but Khalil Mack is one of those players where he just manhandles a, an offense. I mean, that would have that oh, yeah. would have just been I mean, okay. Him by himself changes the dynamic of any defense he's on. Okay, so so it's crazy. I, I'm, I'm just one I'm person. Just, I mean, of, of course, you know, I'm skewing away a little bit here, but I, I'm really curious as an offensive coordinator, you know. Someone mm-hmm. like Khalil Mack on the field. How do you game plan for something? Oh like gosh! How would you? How would you game plan? One of the best things you can do is for passes. You're leaving in that tight end. Maybe even leaving a tight end and a running back. The running back can try to get as much as he can. But if he goes past your tackle and your tight end, you're pretty much done for. Um, not only that, you try to run away from him. That's that's all you got to try to do. Honestly, yeah. it's very difficult facing people like that who aren't human. So. You have to be really smart and just try to throw things in the way and hopefully uh, slows him down. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do, like, untie his shoelaces? Or, like, I mean, there's just so much. <laughs> you might have there's to. Just... You might have to grab some dirt, throw it in his eye. Think. I don't know. Slow him down somehow. Yeah, I mean, you, oh, my God. Because there's certain players like him and Aaron Donald, they just make it look so much easier than it is. Oh, yeah. So much oh, yeah. Easier. They're at a whole different level. Like, I've seen Aaron Donald does the swim move on defense. Like, a it's ton insane. of times a game, and I, I, I played defensive line, and that was it never worked for me once. And this guy's out <laughs> here like throwing around like grown men, like you were six. Have you see, Did you see on the Monday Night Football game like they timed him, and he was getting in in like one second? Who? Aaron Donald. Oh my god! Insane, dude. Dude, that big, that athletic. Well, the crazy thing, dude. Here, here's a couple things. One, his physique for an interior defensive lineman. Just breaks all that, all the stereotypes because he's yes. he's built. You know, he has like a six pack and he all is. that stuff. He's in great shape. Um, the thing is, too, is that Aaron Donald coming from the interior, 
I mean, maybe he's not lining up in like the one technique, but he's more so a three, but st- still generally interior lineman. Um, yes. If, you know, if he gets through that, you know, because Khalil Mack's coming off the edge. Aaron Donald's in the middle. If you yeah. having pressure up the middle is the worst thing you can have as an offensive lineman. That is, you know, because that, that gets mm-hmm. the quarterback the fastest. So either way, both of these guys are just are just an absolute nightmare to go up. Yes, with. they are. I mean, and can you believe the Raiders that what they traded away Khalil Mack? You know, someone I think it was my mom. She asked me why did Gruden trade away Mac? Because she was watching the Monday Night Football game, saw all the havoc that he was wreaking, and I go, you know what? I don't know. He's an idiot. I that that baffles me. I don't know why you would ever release someone that good. Yeah, it's just it, it it's crazy because. I mean, they only they got like a first round pick or something for him, and it's just nothing is worth that monster. He's a generational talent. Yes, I agree. I, I just don't, I just, I just don't get it. I mean, the whole the whole timeline really with the Raiders. I mean, in some alternate universe, they could have had Antonio Brown and Khalil Mack, and it might have worked out. Mm-hmm. You know, but unfortunately, you know, we're not in that universe with them. But it, it's it's really crazy seeing how you know the, the league developed and everything like that. But yeah, the Raiders, it, it's going to be a rough a rough couple of years for them. Uh, definitely. Even though they did, they did add a lot of pieces in the draft that I like. They have some talent, though. I mean, Josh Jacobs, that running back. I, yeah, I, I really I, like him. I think he could be good. But it, I like Tyler Williams as well. Or is it Tyrell? Tyrell, Tyrell right? I, I don't know. We'll, I'll, we'll have to ask him. We'll yeah, let's ask him. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll bring him on the show next time and ask. <laughs> <laughs> what is your name, my friend? Like, hey, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, but, um, but yeah. Well, that was that, that. That was pretty cool. I mean, do you have, do you have any other uh, any other starts or, or sleepers or anything? Uh, for fantasy, we're good. But I need to ask: Do you think Mike Evans? What do you, What are your thoughts on Mike Evans right now? Because I have him. I don't know what to do with him. I don't know if I should hold him, trade him. I don't know. What do you think? It It's tough because the the Bucks they put a lot of investment into Jameis Winston in what 2014, 2015. And they're, I don't and, like Jameis. I just, and, they're, and they're just not getting it back. And just the, I the, don't the, like putting all frank. my money on Jameis to get Mike Evans the ball. It's really well, tough. If you look at Jameis Winston's time, if we're just gonna you know to take it take a quick quick step back here. If we were to take a look at Jameis Winston, you know, you know the talent was there out of Florida State, but there were so many red flags. There were so many red flags with Jameis because he was taking crab legs. I think crab that's one legs, of the biggest. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Well, first of all, crab legs are a pain because you have to you know, have to crack them open and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, what, why? That's a big, that's really? A big, and yeah. his eat the W thing? That was the worst. That was one of the worst. Things. Also, too, I, I he, he also – so he had the crab legs thing. He had, like, a sexual assault case or something like that in college. And then, and then the eat the W thing just to, just to talk that about That really – like, come on. Well, I, but anyways, to, to answer your Jameis, question. man. I mean, it, it, I think Mike Evans is is a wonderful wide receiver, but he's so limited. With oh, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You're you're relying on Jameis Winston. But here's the thing: they have Bruce Arians, who offensively is a mastermind. So my hope is that Bruce Arians somehow something clicks with Jameis, and they're able to make Evans connection. That's all I want. That's all I ask for. Other yeah, I mean, that, if, do whatever if you. Want. If they're getting blown out, I mean, they don't they don't even have a. I think. Ronald Jones is their running back right now, or something. Peyton Barber. We don't know. We don't Peyton know about Barber. that. Either. We don't really know what's going on. We don't really know what's going on. <laughs> we, that, that's a, that, that's they have OJ Howard. They can't throw it to him, dude. Uh, OJ Howard. OJ Howard. I think has the talent to be really good. Yeah, I dropped him though because he doesn't get the ball. 
I think the last game he got the ball though a little bit, but no yeah. one, no one's getting the ball in Tampa Bay. Do they no even know they have, they have a football no. team, in Tampa Bay? Because that is yeah. a that's a rough watch. Also, too on on the list of rough watches, on the list, I have to get your opinion. I I have to know the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> like, what is is what is? That? Look, they at least at least they have a plan. All right, they're tanking. All right, maybe gonna get Tua. Okay, at least they have a plan. That's all I'm gonna say. They're I mean, horrible, it, here, they got a plan. You know who I feel bad for this whole fiasco is it, Josh Rosen. I really oh yeah, feel poor him. guy, man, poor guy. The dude de- didn't get a fair shake in Arizona. Gets re- traded to arguably could be one of the worst teams we've seen in NFL history. This could be I this agree. could be one of the worst teams. It's like the the Dolphins are like the new Browns. I I was playing Madden the other day and I clicked on the Dolphins. And they had one of the worst ratings I've ever seen. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a team be a sixty-nine no. on Madden. Did they they were a sixty-nine. Get yes, I've never seen that. Oh my! And God. that's like online Madden rankings. Like, I've never seen that. I I think they're really that bad, dude. That is but, crazy. Hey, they do they do have some people though. Okay, I like Kalen Balaj, even though some people don't. I like him. I've seen his tape looks okay. What about Kenyon right. Drake? Oh, I like Drake too. I think they should trade him. I don't. Uh, I like the, him. the the Dolphins. To me, are just a team that's in full rebuild. Then they 100%. traded. Away, didn't they trade away Tunsil too to the? Uh, yeah, he's not there anymore. See, I don't understand that move because you look. Yeah. Okay, we all know Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't the answer in Miami. No. And then, so if you're trying, so then you know at some point Josh Rosen. I mean, I think he actually started last last week. But you know, so so now their viewpoint is we're poor rebuilding. guy though. We have a oh, if you have, if you have a moment, guys, do a little prayer for Josh Rosen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but poor guy. But the thing is, too, with Josh Rosen is it's like you know you have this young quarterback coming up, and you need to protect a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. You you know what I mean? Like like if you, if you want to give him a fair shake, give the guy some protection, or else you're gonna get an Andrew Luck situation. Hey, they know that there's not a fair shake right now. They know that they're tanking. They're gonna just get the season over with draft whoever it's gonna be. Oh, I get that's a, but at least they get to live in Miami though. Miami's beautiful. Yeah, that's true. That that that's always it's not all bad. But oh, oh, no, oh and another another thing another thing since I kind of I mentioned it, it got it got the creative juices flowing a little bit. Um, Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. What were, what were your initial thoughts on him retiring? You good for him. Um, because being an athlete, I have dealt with injuries too. I'm sure you probably have. It, it sucks. It sucks. And as much as you love football, it's sometimes it's time to walk away. And it's hard for some people to do that. And I think if he's able to do that and he knows it's what's best for him, I'm all for it. I'm, yeah, that's, I'm happy with that. I hated that they booed him when he was leaving. But um, no, I, I'm all for it. I mean, he, here, here's my take on this. Because, he, look, football, people, especially if you haven't played football, football is a brutal sport. And it takes a toll on your body. I mean, I didn't, I didn't play any Pop Warner. I played four years of high school football. And just just from those four years of high school football, I, you know, I had I had an opportunity to maybe walk on to my college team D three, nothing too crazy, but I had the opportunity to maybe walk on there. But I was so beat up after just four years of high school football that I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, forget. <laughs> but the thing no is, thanks. And the thing is, too, and you know, so so I get that. Like you have to preserve your health, especially with you know all these you know documentaries and studies about you know CTE and the hits that you can take. Yeah. But the thing is, too, is that I'm not upset with Colts fans. For being upset, you know what I mean. I, I get it. You know, you were so, you were excited. The Colts are actually potentially one of the favorites. You know, you make the Super Bowl or make a run. I get that you're upset. I don't. 
I, I'm I'm not condoning. I'm not doing. I'm not supporting them booing Andrew Luck. No way. But yeah. I, look, if the initial reaction, if someone's upset about it, and they're like, "Oh man, I'm so sad," or "I'm upset," it's okay to be upset. I get from a sports fan's perspective, you have every right to do that. But when you start booing him after everything he's done for yeah. the team, and that yeah, was okay, that makes sense. But but he has to understand too, like the timing of it was really bad. Too. Yeah, like, it was pretty bad. Pretty yeah, the season was gonna start it was around the corner. That yeah, but it's hey, like, like you kind of expect that. These people are more than football players. And oh, we got to realize that. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's definitely the the whole landscape of the league, just in general. I think is going to be changing soon, though, because you it, the, the whole generation of of you know Breeze and Rivers and Big Ben and stuff like that. You know, all those quarterbacks drafted in like the early two thousands, they're mm-hmm. going to be gone soon. Yeah, and then it's, and then it's going to be the Wentz, Mahomes, and Goff and Trubisky. And... Uh, Goff, Trubisky. Uh, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Trubisky, Trubisky is more of a maybe. Daniel Jones, though. Daniel J- Gardner Minshew, though. Gardner Minshew, though. Josh Rosen, I wish. Oof, I don't know. I would. I really want to see Josh Rosen. You know, start winning. Some He's games. the Rosen one. I, I do too. I, I will. The Rosen Ooh. one. Kyler Murray, though. Kyler, that guy throws a game. You got a lot of dudes, man. Yep, uh, with Cliff Kingsbury, of course. Yeah, I, I really like it. I like he's. I like how he's getting people the ball too. Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk. I like it. I, I, I'm. I, look, I, I, I think Kyler Murray. Um, I, I think he could be a good quarterback. I just, I just, he needs a couple of years though. Yeah, he needs a little bit of time. Um, you know, he's definitely. Yeah, he's de- yeah you could definitely tell he's noticing that there's a big change. And like the speed going from college to the NFL, but but look, th- I think this is a very exciting time, you know, for the NFL. There's so many new cur- new. Uh, I agree, dude. Working. I I love it. I think this will be a pretty cool, fun year, different year. Um, hopefully, someone can knock off the Patriots. Oh no! I think way. it's possible. No way. I think it's possible. I think I think maybe, I think yeah. maybe maybe the Chiefs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Maybe the Chiefs. I mean, I can't imagine. Hey, they should have won last year. Yeah, they but he's he forward with that offsides. That's right. Although I, I really don't know. I, it would have been really cool to see a Chiefs Rams rematch of the Monday Night. Would have been game. very awesome. I was at that game also. I, I am so jealous about that. about that. That game also too. That, that was that, so that awesome. Too, for those of you who don't know, there there was a big Wolsey fires and stuff like that going on in Southern California, and yeah. the Rams, you know, affecting the Thousand Oaks area, Moore Park area, and um, Newberry Park and stuff like that. And the Rams actually, you know, they practice at uh, Cal Lutheran University, which is in, you know, Moore Park, Thousand Oaks area. And it was, it was really, so that community, you know, they really kind of took in the Rams because, you know, they practice there and they see them there all the time and stuff like that. So I think the game happened a week or two after the fires and like the, the Rams gave tickets to the first responders yeah. and the families whose houses burned down. And it, it almost seemed too that even if you weren't a Rams fan, even if you were just from like that area in general that you just kind of that wind is the wind was kind of for the community you know and it was a really great feeling just kind of for for like it was an awesome game too oh yeah it was an amazing game one of the best games ever played see that was one of those games where i was like i was like ooh, like jared goff has some potential you know this is what he could play like. yeah yeah this is what he could play like oh, but hey quick shout out to ethan westbrooks for getting uh, me those tickets who actually plays for the raiders now yeah yeah thank you ethan yeah. that was so awesome that's a memory, man. I'll, I'll never forget it. Shout big, out, big shout out. Yeah, um, yeah. That's just a. It's such an interesting that the whole game and everything like that to me was just. I remember watching it at home, and then you know, because everyone was really stressed out about that stuff. A lot of families were affected, and it's just kind of nice for sports oh, yeah. in that sense to provide people with a little escape from everything that you know, just just for like a couple hours, yeah. however long the game was. 
just a little escape from all that stuff Definitely. that was happening. I, I thought it was awesome, especially because the Rams won, but I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that was really yeah, cool. That, me, that was, yeah. All right, now I have to go to practice pretty soon, but I got to sneak this in. Stefan Diggs, Vikings offense. What What are your thoughts on Diggs right now? On the what? Just in general and fantasy wise. Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. I'm more of an Adam Thielen kind of guy. <laughs> oh, I love Thielen. I, I love them both. They're super talented, but the Vikings don't throw the ball. Do you think they'll start throwing it more? Do you think Diggs will get some touches? I've also heard that Diggs might even request a trade. Diggs or Crescent, that would be interesting. Maybe we'll end up on the Patriots. And not only that, people have seen and kind of, you know, rumored uh, Diggs to the Giants. If they okay, were that would be pretty okay, awesome. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, now right, get of, it. Now get it know, turn if the Giants get that. Stephon Diggs, then, now they're kind of scheming a bit. Now, now, okay, now you're awesome. starting to give, them and some that would help. make your pick if you pick Diggs like I did. That would make your pick amazing, dude. That see, that would be something. But I'll, although I think the way Dalvin Cook is running the football, yeah, we don't need. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't really think they're gonna be passing the football that much. With that, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is just, I, I don't. Kirk Cousins reminds me he's gonna be one of those guys look like, way later in the league. That's like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's gonna be a very, very serviceable spot starter slash backup, but. But right. someone that when you need them to be the guy that they just they just can't they just they're just not capable of it. Yeah, cool guy, cool dude though, cool, cool dude. Yeah, I mean cool he dude. he was on points there. I mean the the Vikings that would have fall off though from a couple of years ago they were so good, so good with that defense and stuff like that. But wow, yeah. Um, but anyways though, yeah. So that that I mean I I'm, I'm I don't know. I think the Vikings are going to be. I'm not too excited with them. I think I think the Packers are going to come out of that division, but. That's just no, that's just see. my thoughts on that. But anyways, though, so I think that's gonna kind of wrap up our episode. For the... Yep, I think I'm late for practice. But <laughs> it's okay. You can you can do what you want when you're the coordinator. <laughs> no one's gonna make no one's gonna make you run bleachers. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Buddy. Anyways, Caesar, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hopefully, we can do this again Dude, sometime. Thanks for having me. I had a really great Dude, time. Dude, this could be a weekly thing. This is so much. Dude, fun. definitely, definitely. Let me know. You guys, you All guys, right. let me know if you want Caesar back, if, or if you just don't, maybe you don't want him. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe say, "Why get this loser out of here?" No, no, I'm just messing. Of course, yeah. Hope I really hope this can be. A weekly thing because I, I had a honest all honestly I had a great time recording this was this dude was really I love this this was awesome it, it was wasn't so even cool. like we were recording this it was like we were just talking you know? we just talk really yeah cool. exactly it was a, it was a great time and also too if you guys if you guys have any questions for me or Caesar you, know, you guys want to talk about maybe in a potential next episode DM us and let us know we'll we'll make yeah, sure we handle that so anyways and, this is so this has been this episode of TED Talk Sports thank you guys so much for listening sweet. until next wait real quick 